Guys, welcome to the I Love Seville show. Thank you kindly for joining us. I'm, I'm literally Facebook messaging with Mr. DL right now about something we're going to talk about on this show, 1004 Locust Avenue. I'm saying please offer more insight on this, which I can read on air. I trust your judgment. I trust your judgment. And viewers and listeners should hear this. And listeners should hear this. Is, is the number one topic right now in the city of Charlottesville, what, what do we think are the top storylines in the city of Charlottesville? Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, the show is the, uh, the I Love Seville show. Today it's presented by Skuma Boutique Dispensary. The best dispensary in Central Virginia is one on the downtown mall, owned and operated by J-Dubs. Get that mic in front of you and make sure your mic is on and plugged in there. Owned and operated by David. Trekarici. My boy, Judah. My boy. Um... We also, we also uh, give some props to the Charlottesville Police Department. Be the change you want to see and join the Charlottesville Police Department. Mike Cotchis, you're going to get some serious props on today's program. Someone tag or text Mike Cotchis. Someone sent a message to Chief Mike Cotchis, the George Clooney of policing. Mike Cotchis is a good-looking man, is he not, Judah? I mean, do you, do you not see? Can we go to the two-shot? Is Chief Mike Conscious not the George Clooney of policing? Oh, no doubt. Right? I mean, dude is, dude is dapper. Dude mm-hmm. is dapper. Chief Conscious, you're getting some props on today's show. Um, what are the top storylines in the Charlottesville area right now? You help me with those storylines as well. If you want to go on a one-shot and then slide your wall behind, go to yeah. one-shot and then slide your wall behind you, that'd be great. Um, Thank you, Mr. DL. Keep the content coming, Mr. DL. Maybe. That could be the reason, Mr. DL. We'll show a a video on upzoning again that we've played in the past that has absolutely driven significant momentum in the realtor community. It's amazing how many people watch this show. Um, Ginny Hu says she's listening from Colorado. I would say these um, are the top storylines, and then we'll weave you back in with a two-shot, J-Dubs. Thank you for watching from Colorado. In no particular order, and then I'm going to try to put them in order. Number one, upzoning. Okay? Upzoning, rezoning, draft zoning ordinance. Okay? Number two, I would say bus driver shortage. Most talked about storylines in the Charlottesville, Albemarle areas right now. Number three... In the beginning of the year, it was crime. It was crime and gun violence. And we led that charge on crime and gun violence and spotlighting crime and gun violence. Viewers and listeners, have you noticed how the crime and gun violence in Charlottesville and Almar County is no longer front and center? Now, I know I'm about to show a press conference with Chief Cotchis and, and, and what is one of the biggest drug busts that I've seen in this market, and, and I've been here 23 years. I mean, this drug bus is... Ridiculous. I mean, we're talking 19 people have been charged with drug traffic in Charlottesville. 17 were charged via grand jury indictment. There's ties to a Mexican cartel with these people. Literally, a Mexicano cartel, Judah Wickhauer, on Cleveland Avenue. On Cleveland Avenue. If you can get, I'm putting yet another thing on your plate, if this is impossible, uh, Google map with a red circle on Cleveland Avenue. This is right off Jefferson Park Avenue. 
This is literally a hop, skip, and a jump from Dirty Nelly's Fry Springs Station Pizza. You got a couple of schools right around the corner from Cleveland Avenue. <coughs> you got thousands of families living around Cleveland Avenue. Cleveland and what? Just, just a, a circle around Cleveland Avenue would be good. Thank you kindly. This is the Fry Springs neighborhood. In a family neighborhood called Fry Springs in the city of Charlottesville, where homes trade from, you could buy a rancher that needs some TLC that's about 1,000 square feet. How you doing? 1,000 um, square feet for probably 350 roundabout in, Cleve, in uh, JPA, Fry Springs. To some of those very tony and large properties on Jefferson Park Avenue, I mean, you're talking a couple million dollars. Some of those houses on Jefferson Park Avenue, as you get closer to Fry Springs Beach Club, that beautiful white one that's on the corner with the massive lot, you're talking a few million dollars right there. I mean, they got some of the nicest houses in the city of Charlottesville right there. And in the midst of this neighborhood, like literally smack dab of Fry Springs Station, there was a, a drug enterprise of some of the largest proportion that I have seen with 19 people associated with it and genuinely linked to a Mexican cartel. Listen to what they found from a weight standpoint, a large-scale drug conspiracy. More than 500 grams of meth, fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, $70,000 in cash money. Guns, heavy, heavy guns, ladies and gentlemen. And it was like, it was, what is the phrase? A cross-jurisdictional policing effort? U.S. Attorney Christopher Cavanaugh, the DEA special agent in charge, Jared Forget, Forget, F-O-R-G-E-T is his last name, and several police chiefs held a press conference at the courthouse yesterday in Charlottesville. Chief Cotchis, the George Clooney of policing, got on the mic and offered some perspective. We got to give props to the police here. Anytime the police takes this kind of weight off, off, off the streets, our streets are safer. This policing effort made our kids, our families, our wives and husbands, our Grammys, our Grampies, Mima and Poppy, safer. Back the blue. Champion the blue. Get the blues back. I don't... No more marginalizing the police in this community. If you see anyone on Twitter, socialist Twitter, talking defund the police or marginalizing the police, I want you to, I want you to clap back, <laughs> snap back, and say, enough already. These people are heroes, and they're doing their job. Can you show the weight? Do you got the weight that yep. you can put on screen? Let us know when that's on screen. Viewers and listeners, wait till you see this weight. It's on screen. Look at the screen right now. Vanessa Parkhill, Aaron King, welcome to the program. Daily Progress and the TV station down the street, welcome to the program. Look at the screen. Dude, that's... Dude, Judah, how would you characterize what's on screen? Keep it on screen so people can see this. Moms and dads, look at what's on screen right there. I'd call it an arsenal. You call that an arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Not to mention a lot of cash. 70 Gs in cash. Oof. That'd be nice. I mean, in a... 
in a family neighborhood, J-Dubs. Keep it on screen. How many guns do you count there? Let's count the guns. I'm counting, you count the guns for me. One gun, two gun, three gun, four gun, five gun, six gun, seven, eight. I count no. 20. You count 20 guns? Yeah. I, I don't know much about gun terminology. Would, is that semi-automatics? Look like automatic? I mean, what, right? I mean, there are, it looks like there's one revolver. Um, all the handguns are probably, uh, um, I mean, they're definitely not semi-automatic, but uh, they're automatics. And uh, Viewers and listeners that know guns, how do you characterize these bigger guns that are on there? The, what do you call those? The rifles look like uh, ar 15 I mean, uh, the bottom left corner, I know that's a sawed-off shotgun. On the bottom left corner. Yeah. Viewers and listeners, what, are, what, what kind of guns are those? I don't know guns. Anybody I, that's watching this program that knows guns, Kyle, do you know, you know guns, Kyle. Can you tell us what those are? Anybody? Can you put them in the comment section? I think the rifles are all some variation of AR-15. Um, Bill McChesney says it's the section of Cleveland and 5th Street Extended if you're looking for a specific area. Cleveland and 5th Street Extended. That's the Fry Five Spring neighborhood. Kelly Lewis, the daughter of one of the highest-ranking female officers in Charlottesville Police Department history. Kelly, how high did your mom get in the Charlottesville Police Department? Put that in the feed, Kelly. I would love to know. Kelly, love when you watch the show. She said, Glocks and AR-15. Yeah. Glocks and AR-15s. Mm-hmm. How high did your mom get in the CPD, ranking-wise, Ke- Kelly Lewis? I want to give her some props. Dude, I back the blue. I back the blue on this program so much so that I catch heat on Instagram and Facebook from people who don't back the blue, and I just take it. And I just take it, and I ain't going to change. Kelly Lewis says she was a major right under the chief, under Chief Longo, right, Kelly? Is that right? She was a major, her mom, right under Chief Longo. Big deal, Kelly's ma. Ma Dukes was a big deal, Kelly's ma Dukes. I'm going to I'm going to get the specifics on this for you. It was called Operation Rock Bottom. It resulted in the execution of nine search warrants and the arrest of 17 individuals who now face federal charges. The search warrants resulted in the seizure of 20 firearms, including sawed-off shotguns and assault rifles, 1.7 kilograms of powdered fentanyl. You know what's... I'm scared of very few things in life. You know what kind of shit... Sorry. You know what kind of stuff scares me? You know what scares me in life? Copperhead snakes and fentanyl. That's the only thing I'm scared of. And anything happening to our kids and my wife. Copperhead snakes scare the bejeebus out of me. Viewers and listeners, anyone scared of copperhead snakes or snakes in general? Raise your hand. Put it in the air and wave them around like you just don't care. Kelly Lewis says she was the first female lieutenant and captain under Longo and a major under Chief Brackney. Man, I bet she's got some stories under the Brackney regime, does she not, KL? We don't have to put those on social. i got too much respect for you. Bill McChesney says this was kind of Fry Springs, but he feels it's more Ridge Street, Orangedale, Forest Hills neighborhood. It's definitely called Fry Springs in the press release here. What do we got? Charlottesville's bravest or Charlottesville's finest going by? Are the bravest the fire department? Charlottesville's bravest. 
1.7 kilos of powdered fentanyl. That's probably what I'm most scared about in life is fentanyl. That stuff, like a speck of fentanyl can kill you. Did you see how many, I think uh, somebody did the math and said that the amount of fentanyl they found would kill everyone in Charlottesville and Albemarle County like five times over. Yeah, that was in the press release. Charlottesville's bravest. 1.7 kilos of powdered fentanyl, 1.5 kilos of cocaine, a pound of meth, 5,000 pressed fentanyl pills, and $70,000 in cash money. This drug ring operated exclusively in the city of Charlottesville and surrounding Almoral County. This is like one of the major, this is the drug ring for the city of Charlottesville and Almoral County. Operating right under our noses with ties to the Mexican cartel. Meth, heroin, coke, fentanyl, cash, drugs, guns, assault rifles, sawed-off shotguns, helicopters in the air, joint force operation by many policing jurisdictions and outfits. Bravo. Props. You got Kachis, the George Clooney of policing, his press conference. What is it, 90 seconds? Uh, something like that. Let me know when you're ready to go. I want to give Kachis some props here. This dude's making moves. Tell me when you got that ready to rock. It's ready. Someone text Chief Kachis. I'm Word on the street, I'm hearing from a lot of the, the, the men and women in blue. The men and women in blue I'm hearing are, are listening to this program on the regular. You guys are effing heroes. I love you guys. Keep doing this stuff. I don't want to hear any defund the police. I want to hear fund the police. I want to hear fill the police department. I want to hear get the department full of bodies. I want to hear get the officers more pay. I want to hear get the officers more perks, more compensation. I want to hear taxpayer dollars going to the police department. I want to hear championing of these men and women who put on vests and wear guns to stay alive and stay safe for us. I get to come here and talk on a microphone because these men and women are keeping the streets effing safe for us. Let's cue this up. George Clooney of policing, a man of tremendous respect. Chief Cotches, I would love if you came back to this program. I would just give you a bear hug. Three, two, one. Well, thank you. And first, I just want to thank uh, U.S. Attorney Kavanaugh for your leadership and bringing this together. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your partnership and your friendship. Thank you. Um, I also want to thank real quick the agents, the officers, the detectives that did the very difficult and dangerous work during this case. They worked behind the scenes to put this together and to help bring a safer community. Uh, I'm proud to stand up here with my public safety partners. Um, when we talk about Project Safe Neighborhoods, I'm asked often what it is, just like U.S. Attorney Kavanaugh talks about. And I think this case is a perfect illustration of the importance of working together to make sure our communities are safe. Think about the numbers today. 20 firearms. That's 20 firearms that are not on the streets today in the city of Charlottesville. Over a thousand grams of fentanyl. That's a thousand grams of fentanyl that are not on the streets of Charlottesville today. Over 6,000 pills of fentanyl. Those pills aren't in a school in Charlottesville today. And so this work matters. It's important. We're going to continue to do it. 
We're going to continue to drive forward and, and make it a priority because, you know, when we go out, all of us, and speak to the community, our residents, my neighbors, you know, they always ask me, what are we going to do about it? They're sick of bullets going through their homes. They're sick of bad actors taking over their communities. And so this is just one step. This is just the next step to ensure the safety of our residents. Thank you. You see in that presser, not only Chief Conscious, but you saw Chief Longo, the university, the university police chief right there. Look at Chief Longo. You saw, I don't know who the Virginia State Police Chief is or head honcho there, but he, he's a heavy hitter. Off to the side, to the right of Chief Cotches, was, was Colonel Reeves, Sean Reeves, the head honcho, the top cop in Almoral County. Just out of curiosity, this is a genuine question. Why is the, and genuine question, why is the Almoral top police officer, why is the Almoral top cop a colonel and the Charlottesville top cop a chief? Our, our chief and colonel are the same, right? Just, just out of curiosity. Uh, I genuinely do not know that answer. I would love to chat with Colonel Reeves. I think you're a stud as well. I think you're a, 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 a hero as well. How about this statistic? And Judah referenced this already. The 1.7 kilograms of powdered fentanyl translates to 850,000 lethal doses, enough to kill the entire population of Charlottesville and Almoral County five times over, Judah. Yeah, that's crazy. Fentanyl calls are contributed to 74% of all fatal overdoses in Virginia in 2021. This scares the bejeebus out of me as a parent. My wife sent me this this morning about this. She said, did you hear about the Fry Springs bust? The police did a big bust. Guns, fentanyl, and all kinds of drugs. What a great win for the cops. And then she says, literally, and I sincerely agree with what she said, I hate hearing about fentanyl. I'm so, God, so glad they got it off our streets. I'm thankful for that. They need fentanyl-sniffing dogs. I want a fentanyl-sniffing dog as well. That scares me the most in life, fentanyl. That's a mom of two talking. How many moms can relate to that? That's it. You know, anyone who watches this program knows that I am, um, it's crazy. We got this confluence of a lot of stuff happening on the show. But I'm a pro-cannabis guy. You know one of the things that scares the bejeebus out of me with cannabis? Is anyone sprinkling fentanyl on cannabis? And that's a plug for the certificates of analyses at Skuma Boutique Dispensary. You know what you're getting. <sighs> Aaron King says, no drug scares me more than fentanyl. Carly Wagner, a mom, says, there's so much more drugs all over right under our noses that we can imagine. It's very sad, very scary. She said, my beautiful sister died of a drug overdose. Dang, I didn't know that, Carly. I'm sorry to hear that. The drug problem is insane. I did not know your sister died of a drug overdose. I am sorry to hear that, Carly. John Blair said, you and Judah have had some phenomenal shows this week on LinkedIn. Thank you, John Blair. I don't want anyone else in this community using the phrase defund the police. Stop it. Fund the police. 
compensate them more. Fill the department with bodies, qualified staff, by paying them more. Support the police. Champion the police so they feel welcome to live in our community, Charlottesville, the, the community they serve. Defund the police. Stop it. Anything you want to add to this? On a two-shot? <laughs> Not right now. You got the Google map with the red circle? Yeah. Put that on screen if you could, please, sir. Tell us when that's on screen. That's up. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. This is where the bust happened. What are some of the things in that area right there, Judah? Everyone look at the screen. I mean, this is literally right in the middle of the town. This is like by the food lion, Judah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Bill McChesney, I'll give you that. Bill McChesney, the mayor of McIntyre. I think the, the media and the press and the press release that's calling this Fry Springs, that's not Fry Springs. McChesney, you're right, dude. I'd say, what, what, what would you characterize that neighborhood as? Orangedale? Mm. Prospect? McChesney, would you call that Prospect? Forest Hills? And you're exactly right, Ed Helms. Ed Helms says they cannot afford to live in Charlottesville on starting pay. Dude, I got a friend, and I'm not going to use his name, that is a higher up in the police department. And he sent me some information of how few police officers actually live in the, depart live in the city they serve. And it is an absurdly sad, sad statistic. I think it's like less than 10%. And I'm not going to blow up his spot. Less than, let me see if I can figure out, find that text again. A very small percentage of the department, under 10%, can afford to live in this city. And it's only worsening with the affordability issues that we have. How about this? You want to know how bad the affordability issue is with housing in America? This from Black Knight. Black Knight is a... Uh, is a platform that covers housing. I'm going to read this to you. This is nuts, what I'm about to read to you, okay? It's on my Twitter, at Jerry Miller now. Follow me on Twitter. I originate a lot of the content for this show on Twitter. This is from Black Knight, a platform that covers housing nationally. Quote, it would take some combination of up to a 28% decline in home prices a more than 4% reduction in 30-year mortgage rates or up to a 60% growth in median household incomes to bring affordability back to its 25-year average. Jeez Louise. Listen to this stat from Black Knight. The average American buyer faces one of the most unaffordable housing markets where first-time buyers would need to earn as much as 90 Gs in 2022 to buy a house. And that's a national statistic. Do you know, according to HUD... The average household income in Charlottesville and Almoro, $123,300. According to HUD, household income average, average, $123,300. Aaron King says that's the Fifth Street neighborhood. 
Stephanie Wells Rhodes. And Stephanie, I'm going to respond to that text. I do think we may need to reconsider some things as well because you see where everybody's watching and viewing. She says, definitely Fifth Street neighborhood. Let's go get some milk, some eggs, a loaf of bread, some taco meat, some veggies at the Food Lion, and let's hope we don't run into a Mexican drug cartel while going to the grocery store. We want to get some Domino's pizza and maybe some cheese sticks from Domino's at the Fifth Street Shopping Center and head back to our house and let's hope that 19 people with their sawed-off shotguns and their fentanyl don't mow us down. Is it not more terrifying that it's happening literally right under our noses? Put the photo back on screen. The photo, the reason you show these photos is to show tangible and palpable production, productivity. Put the photo back on screen. This is called a proof of performance. Is it back on there? You're talking about the map? No, no, no. The weight on the table. The guns. In the advertising and branding business, this is called a pop, proof of performance. You got the pop on there? Okay, hold on. Can I just hold this? I am Mr. DL. Okay, so we may want to tweak that headline. Man, we've got so much information coming at me. It's becoming a water cooler of information. It's becoming difficult to manage. So change that headline to... So on Lucas, I think, could be clear. If it went pending from for sale. Well, it's pending now. I think you can leave it now. It's a pending deal. You can say, why did 1004 Locust Avenue trade? How's that? So strike, go pending, and, and put replace it with trade. I got three people texting me, including one I have tremendous respect for and deep throat, about a story we're about to cover. I have a 150 meeting, which what needs... What? Strike go pending, G-O pending, yeah. and replace it with trade, T-R-D-E. I have to leave here at 131, no later than 131 for the 150 meeting. Nora Gaffney says a dog can overdose from a few whiffs of fentanyl. It's not a job for a canine officer. I did not know that. Oof. Kelly Lewis, watching the program, her mom, a major... Under Chief Thomas, not Brackney, I'll correct myself there, Chief Thomas. Chief Thomas had a cup of coffee here in Charlottesville. He was the police chief for a New York minute. Chief Cotches, I want you to be the police chief here for 40 years. I want you to go from the George Clooney of policing, Chief Cotches, to the Sean Connery of policing. I want you to go from the Brad Pitt of policing, Chief Cotches, to the Clint Eastwood of policing, Chief Cotches. That means you're going to age on the job, gracefully, like a movie star, Chief Conscious. Oh. It's 
at the same time, extremely exhilarating and exciting and makes me proud and makes me like want to champion the blue so much. And at the same time, I'm feeling these mixed feelings that, good God, this is a massive drug ring with Mexican cartel ties, and it's operating uh, five iron away from the place that families buy their skim milk and their Haagen-Dazs ice cream and their Pringles and their sour cream and onion chips and and their ingredients for grilled cheese and tomato soup. Let me, you know what we've dubbed the food lion? It's got a profanity. I shouldn't say it. Sometimes the Fifth Street food line can be a bit sketchy. Has anyone bid to the Fifth Street food line after hours? Anytime a grocery store has an armed guard at the entrance after hours and makes you feel a bit queasy and uneasy, does it not? That parking lot could be significantly more lit with lights. I've seen some shady stuff in that parking lot, the Fifth Street parking lot. Have you not, viewers and listeners? I'll get the comments. Kelly Lewis said, I read that they offer X amount of dollars for a down payment on a house in Charlottesville when you decide to join the Charlottesville Police Department. Also now work four days, 10-hour shifts, more incentives, and they more incentives, and they did up the starting pay. She also says it's all on their website. You can find that now. Leah Costello on Cherry Avenue. The police are doing much more than we realize. They cannot share with us all they are doing. You're 100 percent right, Lisa Costello. Ed Helms says it's a travesty that they cannot afford to live in this city. 100% right. Heather Walker. Oh, anytime Heather Walker, Johnson Village's finest, offers a comment, I read it on air. Heather Walker says, Cleveland Avenue from Fifth Street to Cherry Avenue is part of the original Johnson Village. Hurricane Camille wiped out the lower part of Cleveland Avenue. The city never repaired the damage, and that's why the road is divided in half and the original homes are mostly gone. Today, most of the housing is Habitat for Humanity duplexes. Heather, you know so much history about our fine and fair talk show. Excuse me, about our community, Heather Walker. Sincerely mean that. I love when you watch the show and comment. It's Monday through Friday at 12.30. Heather, if you could watch the show all the time, you make the program better. You're getting on that short list of people with Deep Throat and John Blair and and, uh, Carly Wagner Albert Graves, where you leave comments, I read them. I'm going to read that comment again. I just literally learned something. Aaron King, you're on that list too. Queen of Scottsville. Can I still call you the Queen of Scottsville? Have you moved? EK? I call you one of Western Admiral's finest graduates. Heather Walker literally said, Cleveland Avenue from Fifth Street to Cherry Avenue is part of the original Johnson Village. Hurricane Camille wiped out the lower part of Cleveland Avenue. The city never repaired the damage, and that's why the road is divided in half and the original homes are mostly gone. Today, most of the housing is Habitat for Humanity housing. Sarah Hill Buchensky, SHB, great work, police department. And she says fentanyl is absolutely terrifying. She's a mother of two, right, SHB? Mother of two? This is what scares the bejeebus out of me when it comes to being a father. 
I'm scared of fentanyl. I've got to be honest. Now, my kid's five years old, and our other kid's nine and a half months old. So they're extremely young. I'm scared of fentanyl. I'm scared of one of our sons getting a girl pregnant. Now, he's five years old. <laughs> my other one's nine and a half months old. <laughs> Better not be happening anytime soon. Fentanyl, I'm scared of them getting a girl pregnant. Anything with a car, especially if they're anything like their father, and the meme accounts like to go after me when, when it comes to that. I think by the time our five-and-a-half-year-old and our nine-month-old are driving, though, they're going to be, or of driving age, they're actually not going to be driving vehicles. It may be a t self-driving or autonomous driving cars. Now, that's a decade and change from now, so we'll see what happens. But moms and dads, dads and dads and moms and moms of teenagers, are you not scared of driving and under the influence with your kids? Are you not scared of drug use and your kids either getting pregnant or getting someone pregnant? I mean, you know what I say to our five-and-a-half-year-old every night before bed, Judah? Let's go to a two-shot, and then we're going to play that video. I have to get out of here at 131 to make my 150. And I'm going to sprint to the car. Are we on a two-shot? Here's the debonair, the distinguished, the dapper, the downright, sharp, intelligent, handsome, muscular. Show them your guns. I'm talking about your muscles, not the sold-off shotgun you have in your pants over there. <laughs> Look at that. Flex. I got a sh I've got a shirt on, and they're not going to see much. Oh man, you're freaking ripping that J. Crew shirt. This is what I say to my son every night before bed. You ready for this? Go to sleep. No, that's on the second or third time when he's coming down the stairs after I've put him to bed. I say, I love you. I'm proud of you. Make good decisions and be the best version of yourself. Every night, I love you, I'm proud of you. Make good decisions and be the best version of yourself. It's gotten so much, I say it so often that it's almost turned into like, oh, make good decisions, I'm proud of you. He says it back to me. Repeat after me. I want to play um, the animation video from Deep Throat. Deep Throat, what are we going to call, oh, Deep Throat's got some comments here. Uh, he says this, I'm just a little confused why there is such a large drug ring here. Surely the end consumer market for meth and opiates in Charlottesville City cannot be large enough to support such a large group of criminals, right? Is Seville some sort of, what's that, God, I'm sliding over, are we on a two shot? On, on Tripo, I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of like a uh, portmanteau of uh, an entree and depot, kind of like in uh, kind of like on Tripo, deep throat, kind of like a, a, a setting off point, like like an epicenter, a hub, a nexus, yeah, like a launch pad, like a spring. Yeah, those are called synonyms. 
Team Throat puts it in all caps like this is not a hard word. I'm just a little confused why there is such a large drug ring here, he says. Surely the end consumer market for meth and opiates in Charlottesville City cannot be large enough to support such a large group of criminals, right? Is Charlottesville some sort of entrepot for illegal drugs? A regional transit point? If so, why here? Then he says, wow, habitat houses. And then the activists act all shocked that people have objection to large low-income complexes popping up nearby. CRHA, Habitat for Humanity, would have had an easier time if they assured their tenants contained fewer pad neighbors. That's from Deep Throat. Deep Throat's throwing some, throwing Entre- some shade over there. Entrepot. Entrepot. A port, city, or other center to which goods are brought for import and export and for collection and distribution. There you go. Give us the stat you said of crime. You've sent that stat to me before, Deep Throat. This guy's a ridiculous data guy that's extrapolating data for all kinds of trends in the city. You gave us a a statistic about crime and where the crime was um, clustered in Charlottesville City and how those crime clusters happen right next to a certain kind of housing. Can you put that on the direct message? The crime clusters are happening next to a certain type of housing. You've shared that statistic in the past. I want to relay that to the viewers and listeners. Do you have the video ready to go? We've played this video in the past. This video is an animation done by Deep Throat's kid, his oldest. What are we going to call Deep Throat? What are we going to call your kid? Big D? His name is David. <laughs> That's why I said big D. <laughs> need to clarify that. Um, so we're going to play this video again. Do you have that ready to good? Oh, we're calling him High Voice. Okay. High Voice is what he likes. All right, we're calling him High Voice. So you have that animation video ready to go? Yep. All right. This video that we're about to sell, this video that we're about to show, shows 1004 Locust Avenue, which I'm about to talk about. Mr. DL shared this with me. So you queue up the video, viewers and listeners, tag a friend. This is what upzoning could do to the city of Charlottesville. Tim Carson, I'm going to get to your comments. One of the top commercial and real estate brokers out there. Jason Howard on Rio Road, I'm going to get to your comments. Lisa Custolo on Cherry Avenue, I'm going to get to your comments. Literally every single media outlet in Charlottesville, Virginia is watching the program right now. I see you guys. I, I see you guys watching. All right, animation video. Ready? Is it an animation? Is that the right call? Is that what this is? Not really. What, how would you characterize this? Uh... I'd have to watch it again. High Voice, what do you call this type of video? High High Voice is 11 years old, and he made this. Look at this video this 11-year-old made about what upzoning could do to city. Ready? Three, two, one. Zoning in Charlottesville. Today, we're going to be looking at the corner of Locust Avenue and Calhoun Street, which is an R1 zone now uh, being raised to RC in the new draft zoning ordinance. The lot currently contains a single-family house. The lot is large enough uh, and has enough frontage because of its double frontage to be able to be subdivided into four RC lots. We do that and add an RC building 
to each lot. Uh, in this shot, you can only see two of the buildings, uh, but you'll be able to see all of them in the flyover representation. And here's the flyover representation with the lot divided into four and an RC building on each. Each of these RC buildings can contain up to eight units. Warrior AG watching the program on Twitter. Anytime Albert Graves makes a comment on this show, I read his comment. He says, Jerry, one of the dealers was from Crozet. And Jerry Miller, do you think this bus was a year-long investigation into the 18-year-old that got busted with all the drugs, guns, and money last year? I think it was actually on the same street or close to it. Albert Graves, when you comment, I read it. Same with Ginny Hu. Ginny Hu says, when I was a second year at UVA, one of my sweet mates worked at the Fifth Street Food Lion. We are of different races, and she flat out told me never to shop in that shopping center without her, without her with me. Damn. My wife refuses to shop at that shopping center after nighttime. She, and she's from, spent nine years in Manhattan riding the subway after hours and said literally some of the most unsafe she ever felt was when she first moved here in 2015 and would shop at that shopping center after nine o'clock at mm -hmm. night. Had multiple, pe multiple people following her to her car. All right, it's called a, that video I just showed you is called a 3D visualization. Go to my, go to my uh, comments, my DM. He sent a link for a crime map. He said, the crime in this area, the hotspots are near public housing or LIHTC housing. Public or LIHTC housing. LIHTC and CRHA superimposed on the crime maps. God, this is ridiculous that you're able to do this, Deep Throat. You're ridiculously talented. LIHTC and CRHA... Where am I looking for this? On the DM. Twitter the DM. Twitter. Take that link, screenshot it, put it on screen. I got 11 minutes. God, we never have enough time on this show. I have to leave in 11, less than 11 minutes. Oh, smart on the computer. Love NVIDIA. Buy NVIDIA, hold NVIDIA, don't sell NVIDIA. Once you get a screenshot of, of that link and put it on screen, you can literally see that the shots fired, the attempted murders, the murders, and the assaults oh my goodness. are next to LIHTC or CRHA housing. That's unfortunate. That sucks. It's not a... That's, that's almost an indictment against that kind of housing. We showed you a 3D rendering of what upzoning, rezoning, draft zoning ordinance, whatever hell you want to call it, could do to the city of Charlottesville. I think this is the number one topic in the city right now. And I think what's happening right now is the people that were opposed to upzoning are now getting extremely vocal but when this was a reality, upzoning, rezoning, and the draft zoning ordinance two, three years ago, whenever it was, the people that are extremely vocal now were afraid to be vocal then because they would have gotten labeled a racist. And that fear kept them quiet. And unfortunately, the upzoning, rezoning, and draft zoning ordinance that's going to become probably a reality, those that are vehemently opposed to it are now going to have to sleep in the bed they made or allowed to be made around them because they stayed quiet. They allowed 82 socialists 
on Twitter to scare the bejeebus out of them. Now we're realizing those 82 people on Twitter that are socialists don't have the influence and power they once did. Those are the same 82 people that kept screaming, defund the police, marginalizing the heroes in our community, the police officers. I'm in the crossfire of those 82 people on a daily basis giving my opinion on this talk show. And you know what? I don't care. Because being a leader in the community is standing up and speaking the truth, no matter the backlash or the collateral damage. And I got thick skin. From day one, I've said upzoning, draft zoning, ordinance rezoning, whatever the hell you want to call it, is bad news for the community, would breed no affordability, and would further throttle infrastructure. And guess what? I'm right, and have been right. And those that are vehemently opposed to it, you see the signs all over the medians around town. There's a little sign across from Shenandoah Joe's about the, the draft zoning ordinance, the upzoning, the rezoning, whatever you want to call it. You're opposed to it, some basically opposition to it on that sign. Too little, too late. And another thing that's crazy is it seems like everyone's opposed to the draft zoning ordinance, rezoning, upzoning, whatever the hell you want to call it. But Natalie Oshrin won a spot on council instead of Bob Fenwick. Is it because Bob Fenwick was that unelectable? Or was it because Natalie Oshrin was that electable? Or was it because the DZO, upzoning, rezoning folks didn't show up to the polls? Oshrin's going to push that through on January 1. And whether you want to hear this or not, having the DZO, upzoning, rezoning, whatever you hell what you want to call it, coming up for vote in 2023 versus 2024, it would go a long, much further way for the DZO opponents to happen in 2023 versus 2024. If it happens in 2024, ladies and gentlemen, Oshrin gets a vote, and she's going to go balls to the wall with full capacity DZO upzoning rezoning. Leah Perrier is not going to go balls to the wall with draft zoning ordinance upzoning and rezoning, and she sits on council through December 31st of 2023. On January 1, it's Oshrin's four-year term starts. And she gets one of five votes, and she's going to go balls to the wall with DZO, upzoning and rezoning. Mark that down. Bob Yarborough, I respect that. Bob Yarborough says, I shop the Fifth Street Food Line and CVS at Family Dollar, and my wife Stacy does as well. All hours, any day, every day. Respect, Yarborough. King of Redfield's right there. Bobby Yarborough's a good man. One of the best beard games in the business, Bob Yarborough. Georgia Bulldog fan, craft, craft beer fan, Jack Brown's fan, Decipher fan, Three Notch fan, a fan of gardening, a fan of taking it easy peasy, Sunday breezy. Bobby Yarborough. Love you, Bobby Yarborough. Tim Carson watching the program, one of the top brokers out there, vice president of Real Estate 3. Tim Carson, you're a good man. A father of a standout Old Dominion University lacrosse player, Tim Carson. One of the first, actually it was... Dr. Trice Taylor, who you represented, the dentist, I bought his dental office from him. That was the third commercial deal I ever did. I was representing myself in that deal. Tim Carson and Jeff Cheers were representing the late, great Dr. Trice Taylor. Tim, I didn't have a chance to tell you this. Dr. Taylor passed away three months ago. 
He passed away three months ago, sir. And the reason I know this, the seller finance deal that we did together, the checks no longer go to Dr. Taylor's house. I was contacted by an attorney, and now they're going to, an, to his estate, which is run by his niece. Tim Carson was a joy to do this deal with. Fair, honest, transparent, straightforward, understood the concept of getting from start to finish with doing a deal. So many people, whether it's lawyers or bankers or mortgage brokers or deal makers, they convolute the deal flow. Don't convolute the deal flow. Don't be the person in the deal that Fs the deal up or creates the beaver dam for the deal. Look for ways to do the deal. Look for opportunities. Look for a way to do the deal. <clears throat> Don't figure out reasons to not do the deal. You see that a lot with lawyers. Don't be the lawyer that screws up the flow of the deal. Yes, you protect your client. Yes, you have your clients back. But don't beaver dam the deal. Mr. DL sends me the 1004 Locust Avenue. Can you rotate the photos of 1004 Locust Avenue? I can sure try. <coughs> What's that? <clears throat> I can sure try. Thank you. Tell us when they're on screen. I have to go in four minutes. Is, is the company vehicle parked close to here? Oh, shoot. Is the company uh, vehicle parked close to here? Yeah. It is? How, how long will it take for me to get there in the company vehicle? A minute less. Thank you. I'm going to sprint. Just a second. Damn. Mr. DL says, my observation of why they are selling 1004 Locust Avenue is due to the Deep Throat 3D video. Also, as above... He says, most RC plots are not very good for development, but this one is almost unique. Wide frontage on two streets. And the RC plot is 100 Locust, which is owned by someone active in the development community. I won't use her name. I won't use her name. 1000 Locust is the RC on the corner that, that might become apartments. 1004 is the 1910 house selling for $2.5 million. Yeah. Deep Throat just said, 1,000 Locust Avenue could easily be 32 units. I, 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 can you think about this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? You're showing the photos of this dope house right now? Are the dope house photos rotating? Yeah, just the first 10. This is a $2.5 million house asking price. It's now pending right now. I will share 1004, the link from Realtor.com on my personal Facebook page. I shared it in the comments of my personal Facebook page. I'm going to share it in the comments of LinkedIn. It's on the comments of LinkedIn. I'm going to put it on the Twitter thread of this show on Twitter. I'm putting it on there right now. I'm tweeting it. God, I have to go in two minutes. I have to sprint to the car. Kevin Yancey says, Dr. Taylor was my dentist. He was a great man, Dr. Taylor. I bought his dental practice, Kevin Yancey, his, his his, his office. And I'm sharing it on all the Facebook pages. This is a gorgeous home of $2,500,000 asking, and it's now pending. Gorgeous home. One of the finest homes in the city of Charlottesville, ladies and gentlemen. But 
their address 1004 Locust Avenue at 1000 Locust Avenue, 1000 Locust Avenue is owned by someone that's tied to the development community. I know who she is. I'm not going to blow up her spot. I know who she is. I run in the circles of her. 1000 Locust Avenue could easily be 32 apartments, 32 units. Do you think that 32-unit potential apartment building is going to influence someone that has a $2.5 million house and why they may have listed it? Would you want a 32-unit apartment building next to your $2.5 million house, Judah? That's making a, uh, that's making a lot of assumptions. I would say most people that own a $2.5 million house do not want a 32-unit apartment building next door to them. I think that's safe to say. I think that goes for most people that own a house. I don't think it's necessarily an indictment of people owning houses either. I think it's just a matter of... Uh, I mean, you'd want a little you'd want a little room between yourself and and that many apartments. Oh, dude. Right? We have a two shot? Yeah. That's fantastic. Chest bump? I come on. Really? Nobody's gonna see anything. What do you mean? Slide over. What is it right there? Okay. They saw that? I, that's very well said. I have to go. I want to keep doing the show, but I cannot keep this person waiting. Props to the police department. Props to Chief Reeves, Colonel Reeves, Chief Reeves, Chief Reeves, Colonel Reeves. Props to Lungo. Props to the gentleman in the state trooper and the Virginia State Police uh, uniform. Props to the DEA. Props to the, the, the attorney. Props to everyone involved with getting this weight, this fentanyl, this arsenal of weaponry, this cash money, and everything else off the streets. Props to the people in blue. On Monday's program, we're going to talk about more Locust Avenue, more this deal. We're going to talk about the affordability challenges in the real estate market. JMU and Virginia are playing on Saturday at Scott Stadium with kickoff at high noon. If UVA loses that game to the Dukes, and I think the stadium is going to be at darn near close to capacity, I would say half the stadium is going to be JMU fans. If UVA loses this game, the likelihood of UVA winning more than two games is slim to none. Also on Monday, we'll talk about the venture fund we're going to launch, where we're going to help all these freaking... I have on my desk right now probably conservative number. I'm looking over there. I'd say 20, 20 pitch decks, maybe 25 pitch decks from people looking to bring a business to market. And right next to that stack, I have what, 103 active clients that are looking for our guidance to drive incremental revenue, brand awareness, and more money to their bottom lines. We have a building with office space. We have a network with massive viewership viewership and listenership. We have branding expertise and are capable at driving revenue uh, through branding and advertising. We know all the landlords and all the developers, a huge network of high net worth individuals, 
What if we combine all those things, office space, branding and advertising expertise, the network of developers and, and landlords and building owners, the network of finance people, the relationship with the bankers, all into one iteration, vertically integrated, cross-pollinated, allow them to fornicate all those skills, and then offer it to the marketplace. That on Monday's show. For Judah, I'm Jerry. Peace.